The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. It's me, John Burke. With me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. We're back, I think, to a normal speed this week. We're not going to be rushing quite as much as we were last week, but we're still not going to talk forever. We're going to get into our list kind of early, but I thought I'd just see how is everybody doing this week. Good. Um, well. Back to a full week, so or next week anyway, not this past week. But, oh, trying to mentally prepare. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I was... Um, I've had a, a busy week and things just keep coming up that I'm not expecting, so it's been really throwing me off. Uh, I am on track with my 31 uh, horror movies for the month. I was behind by a day. I, I was not able to watch a movie on Tuesday because we recorded Tuesday. Um, I had to go to my daughter's open house at school on Tuesday, and then I worked all day. So I could not squeeze a movie into that that schedule, and I was planning. I'm like, I got a double feature. And then on, I was going to watch two movies on Saturday, uh, which we record this on Sundays. And on Saturday, I ended up helping a friend. Uh, his car had broken down the night before. I helped him run around and get the part he needed and get it to the mechanic and then you know, took him back to his car and then ended up hanging out with him, like, all day, like, all day. And uh, at about halfway through the day, I was having a good time. I, mean, I was like, oh, this is cool. I haven't hung out with him in a long time. And I'm like, oh, when am I going to watch a movie? And I'm supposed to watch two. And so I'm, like, I'm panicking internally, but I don't want to, like – be rude and be like, you have to leave so I can watch a movie or make somebody watch a film that maybe they're not in the mood to watch a movie because we were playing video games, being, you know, nerds. And, um, and, uh, um, I got him playing Friday the 13th, uh, the, the game on Xbox and he gets hooked like instantly. He's, he's a really good gamer and he hops right in and he's, he's just like killing everybody as Jason. And I'm like, this is my time. So I, I ended up watching The Fog, John Carpenter's The Fog, on my iPad while he was playing Friday the 13th. That way I didn't have to be rude, but also, like, I could get the movie in. I only I was only able to watch one, but I was I, I squeezed it in, but then I double-featured Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 today. So Dang. I'm caught up. Nice. What about you, Corey? How, how's everything been? A little chilly. Oh, that's good, right? Yeah, except there's snow on the mountains already, and that's fine. I just don't want it to come down to the valley because I hate snow. Ah, you do yeah. hate snow. I, I mean, I can't I really weigh in on snow because I have not experienced, like, true snow. Like, I've seen flurries in my life, and that's not been much. I've only seen that maybe twice. <laughs> um, she's, I am... like, she's like the Idaho Valley girl. She's like, I <laughs> That's don't right. Wanna... Well, usually, oh my god! (laughs) Usually, it's pretty mild, but last year was horrible. Like so bad that everywhere, everywhere sold out of like ice melt. Um, people they couldn't like keep the roads like plowed, and it was icy, and people couldn't get to work or go to school. They had so many school days. Um, it's just plus when I imagine can't keep up. It's 
hard. Oh, I imagine all that snow is bad for all your steelbooks, too. Like, it probably rusts them. They are very bad for my steelbooks. <laughs> very bad, as I keep them outside. Yes. Only well, during I mean, the winter. How else can you Those show aren't... them off? Only during the winter. Those aren't snow angel creating tools, you know? No. Just yeah. because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the best like... igloo. Right, like you guys say that, and I have like two steel books. <laughs> Nobody two knows thousand. that, Corey. Yeah, <laughs> like, dang, she's, she's like the Jurassic Park scientist of steel books. Yes, yes. they're all cataloged. They find she's a all way, hatching them robotic <laughs> arms. She's got them to open, and she every time one hatches, she has to be there. I really, I really yeah. hope the listeners are on this inside joke that's been going on for a long time, but um, <laughs> we can't, we can't help but pick on Corey, but. Um, our topic this week, going along with our theme for the month of October, uh, is Halloween movies. So um, we did not get too meticulous about our definition, although I was in a little bit of a panic mode today, as the movies that have Halloween in them, like, mm-hmm. not not exclusive, but like movies that have the ho- the word Halloween in the title Halloween. that <laughs> aren't specifically the Halloween franchise, right? But like, I mean, <laughs> I've never seen Halloween Town, and I gotta be honest... Uh-oh. I don't. I don't really mm. like Hocus Pocus. I I don't see the okay, appeal good, of Hocus good. Pocus. We're on the same page. Yeah, I fell asleep. I fell asleep on it. I have to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I've made it through the movie. Uh, not from sleeping. I I just can't give it my attention. I I I don't know what it is. Um, I have a few ideas, but I'm not gonna talk about those on air. Those are personal matters. Leave me alone. But, um, realistically, like oh, I, I don't. It was a- a punishment room movie. Oh, another inside joke. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Uh, Ten minutes into the episode. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, there's definitely talent in that movie. It's just something about the premise never appealed to me. Maybe I was, I kind of liked the TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and that talking cat was enough. Like, I don't know if I needed another talking cat in a film, which, by the way, I don't know, Corey, you just bought this uh, recently, so you're obviously a fan of Hocus Pocus. Um you just bought the Blu-ray, uh, I should say. Like, are, are are you are you sure you're yes. not a reincarnated Salem resident? Because I feel a I lot feel like of a... anti anti witch sentiment here. Me? Who? From me? Yeah. No, no from, from me. Burke. I. Oh. You know what? I, I don't believe so. Like, and I don't. I don't. I'm not accusing random people of being witches to to get rid of them or anything. <laughs> um, however, I don't. I no, don't you can, tend. You can check and see if they float. I don't. T- they all float down here, Mike. Um, I don't. Oh. I don't expect. I don't find many witch-themed films entertaining. Um, there are a few exceptions. I like The Craft, or although I was just about to say The Craft. I haven't seen The Craft Is in it? a long time. Maybe it won't hold up. Um, my daughter asked me today, though, if she could watch it because it's on Netflix, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I encouraged you to watch it a few months ago because she watched. We let her watch American Horror Story, which is debatable if that's okay. We made her skip two seasons, but uh, we, we let her watch The Coven, uh, and that was, I think, her favorite season. I'm like, if you like that, you'll probably love The Craft. Uh, keeping in mind that I skipped that particular season of American Horror Story because I don't much care for witches. So, it, I, I uh, again, I need to say this about I liked that season. Um, I. I don't know, but I when I first started watching American Horror Story, I was like a season or two behind. And when I first started watching it, I couldn't believe that it's like a prime time television show. Yeah, but it's on cable. That it is first on cable. Season was like whoa, but, but it's on cable. It is. It's, it's on FX too at ten o'clock. So it. They they. they oh, okay, I didn't realize it was that late. Yeah, they're they're it's, in the day. It's on. It's on at three o'clock when the kids get out of school. I know, was expecting like five or six, man. It's an NBC it's after school special. 
Um, yes. It starts Candace. <laughs> Candace Halloween. Cameron. Um, oh. No, but all right. So our list this week are going to be our top five movies about Halloween or set on Halloween or at least have a major scene in them of Halloween, even if the whole film isn't. So we're, we're definitely stretching this theme to fit movies that we actually like into the titles. Um, and there were some movies that I really wanted to include that I felt were more Halloween-ish, like in vibe, but I couldn't find anything to validate my memory that they were, in fact, set at a time of Halloween. Um, and I'll, I'll save a few of those for uh, honorable mentions, and you guys can tell me I'm wrong or tell me I should have had them in my top five because they were definitely at Halloween. But that said... Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, we pick our topic, and in secret, we make our top five list, and then we reveal them um, at this time. So this week, Corey's going to be going first, Mike will go second, I will go last, and then we will cycle through all of our fives. But before we do that, Corey? Spoiler warning, from this point forward, we will probably talk about these movies in great detail. And might ruin some major plot points for you. So listen at your own discretion. You can also go to BurkeReviews.com and check out our top five list there. And then come back and give a less, uh, listen. Otherwise, full steam ahead. Kind of sounded like you lost your steam there for a second, Corey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, words? I felt so Jeez. off. I don't know. You only part steam ahead. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I was thinking like, oh, she, she's really in it today. And then you kind of like, it felt like you just were like, oh. Too I much didn't know what else warning. to say. Making steelbook snow angels. And I hate going first, guys. There's a little bit of anxiety about that. You're going to be fine. But the next thing we do before we do our list is we, Corey and I like to try to wager how many of Mike's movies we've seen. And after Mike's And you usually stick to one or two. I'm going to go. Yeah, we always low ball. I'm going to go four this week. Holy heck. I almost said a bad word. Going big. I I figured, you know, I'm going to. Step up to the plate. I have confidence. Um, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, there's like three people that... Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Corey? I've never seen that movie. I guess I'll go three. Ooh, Corey kept the the pattern where one of us is only one away from the other. But there's no real wager yet. One day, one day, we will structure this to have a point. But for now, it's just for good fun. Um, And bragging rights till the next week. That said, Corey, you're kicking us off. What is your number five movie about Halloween or has Halloween in it or something to do with Halloween in some capacity? Um, okay. I just want to say Halloween's my favorite holiday. But and also I need some pro tips because I'm hoping that I can get some trick-or-treaters this year. Um, my number five is from nineteen ninety-five. And I love this movie as a kid. It might not hold up today. It was one of the first movies that used a whole lot of CGI. Um, it's Casper. Ah, okay, great. Um, oh. And um, Christina Ricci, Bill Pullman, Devin Sawa um, are in it. Gat and her dad, Dr. Harvey, move into the, I think it's the Whipstaff Manor, where they befriend Casper and um, all of her uh like friends at school end up finding out that she lives in this haunted mansion and she ends up throwing a big Halloween party there and Casper becomes a, a real boy for a couple hours. And that's just, you know, great. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now this is obviously a, a re not a remake, but like a reimagining of the old cartoon. Um, Mike, right. did you like the movie or were you a fan of the cartoon or anything? I, I'm a Christina Ricci fan. I don't know that I liked the movie as 
uh, it, probably at the time I thought, oh, that's cute, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'd watch it again for Christina Ricci. And was it, it was Bill Pullman as the dad? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like him um, in a lot of stuff. So um, I do have I a... I like him better as a president. Yes. Um, one of the, I think one of the best presidential speeches on film in Independence Day, which is hard to believe. <laughs> um, I still need to watch that movie. But the first one... Oh, an American... I mean, I don't know if that's that might be going a little far, but uh, it, there's some good stuff in the first one. Uh, I've not seen the second one, and I hear it's pretty awful. Um, although I hear it Geostorm was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I hear Geostorm it kind is. of ups the ante on bad. So, I don't well, remember I the context. The so, sorry, but uh, someone predictions were that. Go ahead. Well, the the predictions at least were that Medea's boo too. We're just going to blow Geostorm out of the water, at least because the, it's such a smaller amount to have made the Medea movie. So the return mm. on it is going to be crazy. Mm. They had a whole – and I'm sorry. I'm not a Tyler Perry fan. I'm actually not sorry about it at all. Um, <laughs> She's but... alienating a whole segment of listeners. Listen to her. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, but I think it's pretty funny. I was looking on the Fandango app, and it's all like uh, – what is it? Um like the movie that they hype when you go to like the movie list listings yeah. of like the times and it's like, Oh, featured movie or something. I'm like, I want to know how much they paid for that little red banner. I want to know yeah. for Geostorm. I, I, oh, I, Geostorm. They probably, yeah. probably millions and Hey, we got to have a red banner uh, budget. And dango. Yes. Yep. Well, they, they apparently Geostorm was supposed to be so like the, uh, the studio had so little faith in it that they they didn't allow uh, theaters to show Thursday night premieres because they didn't want the reviews what? coming out. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, it that was, was not good. Yeah, not, not a great sign. But we don't need to no, talk about that movie. Snowman? How how many tears did you shed because of that, sir? Uh, zero. Um, I, I oh, so still, well, I guess they were right. I've not seen Geostorm. I'm not going to see Geostorm. Uh, but I do want to talk briefly about Casper before we move on. Um. I, I, my cousin, I don't remember which of my little cousins it was, but, uh, they were only a couple years off in age and one of them was really into Casper. So it was on like all the time. It was one of those movies. Where I can was, tell like, you why. Movie. Uh, why? Because Devin Sawa. Well, okay. But then, I don't, so handsome. I don't think so. I think they were too young okay. for that. Um, Fine. um, in this case, I'm the cousin that I'm talking about, cause I have talked about another cousin who made me watch scream a whole bunch and made me watch the craft actually a whole bunch. Same cousin. Those two movies. Uh, Skeet, yes, it was but, Skeet. But now, now we know who has a Devin Sawa fixation. Uh, not anymore. No, well, no, oh. but he's not even in <laughs> yeah. it very long, right? Like, Mm-mm, no, for um, like two minutes. But I, I really do. I, I have fond memories of this, and actually, it was on. Uh, I don't know, Freeform or something recently, and it was just like I had it on in the background, and there's some still good stuff in it. I mean, there's some bad stuff in it, but it's it's overall it's enjoyable, and I, I agree, Mike. Uh, Christina Ricci. I've not seen every one of her big movies, but a lot of the movies I've seen her in, I am a big fan of um, her performance and stuff. So I, and I like her uh-huh. in this. And Wednesday uh-huh. Adams, of course. Wednesday Adams. Yeah, which was just on today, a little uh, while ago. Yeah, uh, I only watched part of it. My daughter said she watched some of it. Um, yes, I think she watched nope. it yesterday, though. But uh, I was excited because uh-huh. I didn't realize she'd seen it. So I have to say I haven't caught Black Snake Moan. That's one of hers I that I've missed. I want to see it. Uh, I, li- I really like Pumpkin. I think my whole family liked, or at least my wife and I really like Pumpkin. I'm trying to think of some others that she's been there in. There was that one that she has a big nose or something. Isn't that Pumpkin? No. 
Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where um, she has a pig nose or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've forgotten the name. That's that's another one that's named Escape Me. I like that one too. <gasps> oh, what is the I, name of that? I don't remember that. I did see her in Lizzie Borden took an axe, which was a TV movie, uh, which was kind of slow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get into. I really that. I like her in Sleepy Hollow a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, like Sleepy she was Hollow. in Speed Racer as Trixie. I still Penelope. Watch Penelope. No, not not enough of Penelope. Thank you. I knew it was another P word. But I had to be careful with my P words. So, yes, be very Thank careful with that. those. Um, all right. Well, let's go to uh, Mike. What is your number five Halloween movie? All right. Full disclosure: my first pick, my number five pick, has been had been had been on my watch list forever, and I had not had the opportunity to watch it until Sci-Fi ran it this past week. <gasps> so, thankfully to Sci-Fi, I have trick-or-treat on this list oh, um, man. not that i wouldn't have had an abundance of other films to pick from but i feel that trick-or-treat is an example of an anthology done right um and i know you're going oh man so i'm hoping that's oh man i should have picked this one or something along those lines it's, it's oh man i really wanted to see this one and i couldn't find it streaming anywhere so i didn't get a chance to uh, oh it was on netflix they took it off it was not when i looked uh, it yesterday hasn't been, yeah, yeah it hasn't been on netflix for a long time and i kept wanting to watch it and wanting to watch it oh i had to watch the tv edit of it which is fine which <laughs> meant that probably because i actually recorded it and i might rewatch it again but i really enjoyed it, it was, i'm not going to say it's perfect it's infinitely better than uh, holidays which great concept but it was uneven at its best but to me, Trick or Treat harkened back to 80s anthology films, which is very tricky. It's a tricky road to, to go along because it, things can go bad pretty quickly. And I, as much as I would like a follow-up because it's been 10 years, it may be a good idea, maybe well enough to just leave well enough alone, considering it's been a decade. So stats on Trick or Treat, 86% fresh on Tomatometer. 70% audience score, 6.8 IMDb scored. I did not see a meta score, oddly enough. And this is why I was asking earlier. It's 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Mm. And I wanted to take a quick moment because as I was working, I was kind of multitasking, trying to get stuff done for this week. Um, I've kind of accidentally found a site called Cinesift, C-I-N-E-S-I-F-T.com. That collates rating data oh. from several different sites cool. and then lets you filter it by availability, as in is oh, it Netflix, rad. Amazon, yeah, or you know, available via DVD or whatnot. And I think it'll even do it by locale. Not every country is in there, but it, it, it's like I said, it's an accidental discovery. I have not found an app for it, but the website works nicely and it's really elegant. There's another website, but it was just tedious to go through and. The way the layout was worked really well. And just like Letterboxd, you can add stuff to your watch list and whatnot. It's really nicely put together, and I wanted to kind of express my thankfulness. I was glad to find it. Nice. And it was able, you know, and also be able to get on the trick-or-treat train. Well, Cinesift, I hope you want to be a sponsor. We would love to have you. Um, Well, uh, doing research for this uh, list, um, which I came across several titles, some I questioned whether or not they – would qualify um but uh trick-or-treat was one that i i was really like man I, i'd like to watch that one and i was i tried last night uh i looked through all the i'm i probably have access to like seven or eight different streaming services right now uh through one means or another and um it was not on any it of wasn't them. on any of them yeah without wow. without renting it which i was trying not to do um you know i just subscribed to tribeca shortlist 
Um, so we could do the Howling last week, and I, that's where I watched The Fog, actually, um, as well. And um, it wasn't... You a, don't have sci-fi, do you? I do have sci-fi, I think, actually. I'm not sure if it's on my DirecTV Now subscription. Or I'm, I'm give, name-dropping Give it a go. I, I think they'll re-air it if they haven't already and see if it's on again. Yeah, I need to check. Um, I would definitely prefer watching it uh, unedited, though. Right. Um, especially my first viewing, but... Um, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not opposed to renting it. I just wasn't able to rent it yesterday. So, uh, it's one I might have to keep my eyes out, uh, maybe for the future or, you know, worst case, not that you have to watch it around Halloween, but there is definitely something about watching horror movies this month that appeals to me. Um, so, all right. Uh, and Corey, you haven't seen this either, even though this sounds like something you would enjoy. I totally have seen this. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, never mind then. You I ha- think, um, that I talked about it on the podcast. I was not a fan. Oh, so I've seen it. I felt like it felt very flat. Oh man! Hmm. I know. Dissenting. I was opinion. super excited because Anna Paquin is in it, and I forget who else is in it. But and oh. I like that they pulled some of the lore in, but I just felt like I don't know. Hmm. Well, interesting because you are you're an anthology. Uh, <clears throat> Love them. I found a new one to watch. Oh mm-hmm. man! Okay, well, trick or treat uh, up from Mike, down from Corey. And neutral on me because I haven't seen it yet. So let's get my number five. Um, my number five is from 2001 and is definitely pushing whether or not it's it's Halloween oriented. But there is definitely an iconic costume in this movie. Um, it's Donnie Darko from 2001 oh. again. Um, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Jenna Malone, um, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And then, of course, you got your big names, Drew Barrymore, Patrick uh, Swayze, whose name I just tripped over for some reason. Um and others, of course. I, I've only got to see this film once. And it's a movie I've been wanting to go back to. And I missed it twice in the theater this year. And it really bumps me out because I wanted cool. to go. Uh, they had it at the Polk Theater this summer. And I know they did it, I think, a Fathom event. And I missed that as well. And I was very bummed because I, I would have loved to have seen it on the big screen. Um, it has an 88 on Metacritic. Um, I really enjoyed it my first watch. I thought there were some really great performances. And I love the costume design of Frank, um, who is the... The bunny, the demonic-looking bunny that um, is, I think, maybe more iconic than the movie itself. Uh, a lot of people recognize the creature, maybe not even where it's from, um, but they've seen it, it, you know, cosplayed, and they've seen it at Halloween and whatnot. And um, Yeah, so uh, looking through my list, again, there were a lot of movies in the same vein where Halloween is only but a fragment of the story. Um, and... You know, it's not the centerpiece, it's not the focal point, and that's kind of going to be a theme on my list, I would say, for at least half of it. Um, but nonetheless, that is what I've got. So I know Mike is a big fan, and I think, Corey, you're also a yes. fan of Donnie Darko. I need to watch it again. I haven't seen it for a very long time, and I just couldn't get into it when I oh. watched it, but I want to watch it again. Okay, at least you do want to watch it. Yeah, she didn't get into it, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll see what her opinion is after. We'll, we'll see. I really right. want to watch it. I I haven't seen the director's cut, and I want to watch the director's cut. I've heard some good I things that's about the one you had. It. I have, but I didn't watch it there. I watched it on Netflix originally. Oh, and okay. then I got okay. the director's cut, but I've not watched the director's cut. So, um, Leo has the additional footage about the book, which I won't, you know, for plot point reasons, I won't get into specifics, but um. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, a lot of the big names in the movie are not, like, in it that much. Like, Patrick Swayze has a prominent role, but he's not, like, you know, it's, it's Hall's film for sure. 
And I am a Jake Gyllenhaal fan now, uh, but 2001, that's still very early Gyllenhaal. So. One um, of his first yeah, features, right? I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm not looking at his list right now, but I do believe it is one of his first uh, starring roles, at least. Um, yeah, it, uh, I probably could spend the whole episode talking about it and i was disappointed that my blu-ray copy of the director's cut brand new out of the package didn't work and at that point i'd had it sealed for so long but maybe it's a sign i I don't need to watch that stick with the original version i don't know could be it could be uh i've heard mixed some people really like the director's cut and then it's that same thing where some people say you don't need to have all those details it's better to just have the original premise so um, but that's um. How, what do you guys feel about it being like on a Halloween list though? Is that am I am I reaching for that? It's one? totally no. It's totally set during it. There's a. It's I thought that it was during. Points, yeah, one of the plot points is set. It's at a Halloween party. That's in right. Fact, yeah. Without that, without that, some of it doesn't. You know. That, Add up. Uh, that well, I mean, it's can't without. I, I don't want to give too much away because for those that haven't watched it, this is one of those I don't want to spoil. Yeah, that's a, this like we give a spoiler warning, so we could, but this is a movie where it's like you really need to see it. Like, there's a lot of mystery yeah, and it, intrigue. It, it'll be very, very much ruined. And really, to be honest, it's it's the film that he probably could have just made the director Richard Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that's it. Correct. And because any other follow ups, uh, I've read the script for his treatment on Holes, and it was so different from the source material. Uh, I really wanted to get into Southland Tales, obviously, because I knew you know, he was involved. The box, um, I, I don't know. I want. I want. I really want him to do. You know, I, I want another really good Richard Kelly film. We haven't gotten it yet. I haven't seen Southland Tales. I've heard mixed things about that. The box looked yeah. really bad, though. Um, uh, it's it's very convoluted and all over the place, and uh, I think it's got a cult following. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm a part of the cult. I'd watch it to try to get into it, but I've only seen, I just couldn't get into it. And that's bothered me. I was sad for it. Yeah. Well, um, good. That's my number five. So let's get into Corey's number four. (laughs) This is probably on both of your lists, but, um, 1978's Halloween. I'm going to plead the fifth. Maybe it isn't. I'm going to plead the fifth. Ah, Okay. Um, Uh (laughs) um, Everybody knows, but the slasher directed by John Carpenter, um, not my favorite of his films, but um, Jamie Lee yet, Curtis. This is, oh, sorry. Yet it's on your top five. Well, because the other ones aren't Halloween. I love the fog, and I love the thing. I really love the fog, by the way. I know that's not relevant. I am but... so glad. I was wondering how you felt about it, but then I didn't want to read your review because then I thought my feelings would be hurt. I've, well, you didn't recommend that one. That one, I, I kind oh. of, I don't believe at least. I mean, you may have mentioned it in passing, but that wasn't why I watched it. Uh, I just happened to come across it, and um, I don't remember what made me like dive on it. But I gotta say, Tribeca Shortlist has some really great movies that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I was like, oh, this oh, is awesome. I thought. That that is that the one where the directors? Because I also have it right now for the same reason you do. Um, mm-hmm. Is that where the directors can only go in and choose from like a certain list? That would yes, they have the short list okay. element. But uh, regardless okay. of the like, I feel like that part of the thing is a, is a letdown. But the movie selection, I thought um, they have a lot of 
really high-end quality films that you can't stream anywhere else right now and that was one of them to me um what? and i was really i, I was really into it. i've never seen i i thought i'd seen it i think i saw the old mist when i was a kid i know that when i was a kid i stayed at my uncle's house and he rented a movie and i thought it was the fog but now i don't remember for sure because i definitely didn't remember seeing anything from last night's film um it was the it was the fog machine but I love it so much. Yeah, but not to get uh, sidetracked. We are talking about Halloween from 1978. Um, but I, could, <laughs> yes. I couldn't help. But uh, since you mentioned the fog, I had to throw that out there that I really did enjoy it. So, yeah. And uh, yes, and I love the Jamie Lee Curtis is both of those. And we've already kind of talked about. I'm glad that she went on to have a pretty varied, uh, you know, film filmography. But um. We all know the story. Six-year-old Michael Myers murders his sister on Halloween night and is committed to a psychiatric hospital. Fifteen years later, he escapes and returns to his hometown. I also love that it takes place in every town USA, you know, like just a normal neighborhood. Um, But I had to include it. Well, I will save my thoughts on the film uh, till later. But, um, Mike, you have anything to add to Halloween? Well, I would say that it was tough to leave it off. Obviously, it's got the name and the title, and I do love it. Um, but I, it's, interestingly enough, both of your picks are on my honorable mentions. But I wanted to I wanted to highlight ones that don't get as much love, and that one gets lots of Halloween love. That's fair enough. It is a, a kind of an obvious one to say the least, but. Um... It, it's you know I'm saying that with it being not my number four, but clearly on my list. So, um, Halloween. All right, go. Let's go to Mike then. Uh, Mike, what is your number four? Now, with that said, oddly enough, this poor sequel doesn't often get much recognition, except for probably from me, unless it's to gripe about the absence of a main villain or the earwig of a jingle that permeates through the entire film, like a kudzu vine through the entire state of georgia my number four pick is yeah Corey's. I, I get a feeling you can nope. guess it i know it uh, now i'm like i know yeah, it i'm is. like i think i'm wrong uh it's Hall- it. gotta know it it's halloween oh, okay. three season of the witch yes oh see yeah. i thought that it was gonna be that because burke really likes that movie but he always says that it doesn't get a lot of positive right? a- actually that's, actually that's what i said actually yes it's my number four also so, oh dang! No knowledge, I promise we did not co- co- yeah. collaborate on this list. Um, anyway, the the idea, the concept, because I believe I get a, if I recall correctly, John Carpenter had the idea to have Halloween films, but then different characters and different stories, kind of like the, the the thought behind American Horror Story, and I, uh, it has had uneven seasons, and maybe he was ahead of his time, yeah. and I think. It didn't work out the way he had intended. There already had been two Halloween films with Michael Myers highlighted, and audiences very likely walked into Halloween 3 fully expecting Michael Myers' return. And what they got was not nearly enough to satiate their, what I called their horror hunger. Um, despite the cheesiness of the sum of it, the psychotic idea of someone selling, or a corporation selling masks to children in order to ultimately murder them through technology, it's just... It, it would be very timely actually now uh, and, and especially yeah. seeing it demonstrated on an unsuspecting family uh, regular collaborator we were just talking the fog and it was hard not to mention Tom Atkins 
Atkins, and he choo- he was fantastic in The Fog, fantastic in this. He probably should have gotten more love as a result of this film. Um, I feel badly for the poor director, Tommy Lee Wallace. He did actually end up on working on Fright Night 2. He helmed that and Vampires Los Muertos. And It. As well as... And it's yes, the TV. He yeah. did some TV uh, work, but that's about it. The stats reflect the hate that is poured upon to this movie. 33% rotten on the tomatometer, 24% audience score, 4.7 IMDb score, 38 meta score, 3. I'm sorry, three out, three out of five stars on Letterboxd. It's one of those. I think it's required uh, on top of the original, the namesake, but this one should be. I mean, it's, it was an interesting experiment. Some of it worked. A lot of it worked for me. I, I wonder if in the later Halloween episodes with the with the cult and all that, because I feel like they were leaning that direction in this film, mm-hmm. and they kind of did that with uh, what is it? Uh, the one with Paul know, Rudd, right? Yeah, that's what I felt like, and and, and kind of like a connecting uh, thread between them is what in my mind and i don't know if anyone else felt that way i i could see that for sure um i just rewatched this um i'd seen it a few years well god i probably saw it like 15 or more years back um i remember watching a halloween marathon on regular tv and i watched one and i'd seen one before and i watched two and i hadn't seen two and then i watched three expecting like i was like oh i'm really getting into this michael myers guy and three comes on and i'm like what the crap where's michael myers <laughs> And as I watched it, though, I found it I found it really enjoyable, despite Michael... In fact, I kind of think that Mike Myers was not in it made me like it more, because it was this weird anomaly. Because I knew, like, even though I hadn't seen most of you the should, Halloween films... Um, you I, said to get Mike Myers mad. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew about, like, Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. I remember seeing all those sequels were coming out when I was in high school and stuff, and just thinking how silly they all looked and how bad I'd heard they were. Um, so when I saw three, I was like, there was a Halloween that didn't have Michael Myers. This is great. And, uh, there's something about it. And like you said, the jingle is so catchy. Um, and even like it being silver shamrock and then them pulling in the, um, oh, I know the music. And then, uh, it being almost like a literal, like TVs destroying our youth, you know, like it's, it's, that's legitimately what's happening. Turn it off. Um, and, uh, even there, it ends ambiguous. You don't really know. If they were successful or not, right? Like, because it, it just ends. It just cuts after he's trying, like, yeah, make sure it's all gone or whatever, and it's it cuts. So you're yeah, like, oh, then, did, then it's over. Did they save everybody? We don't. We don't know. Um, and I actually I love the design and of the we, pumpkin and we'll mask. We'll never know. We'll never nope, know. There won't be a sequel. Um, I I still I don't know if I get the name season of the witch. Um, by the way, in case that wasn't clear, everyone, this is my number four. So I'm jumping right into it here. Um, as the rare occasion where we have true overlap. Not only is it on both of our lists, but it's in the same exact spot. Um, but there And there are some weird stuff in this movie, right? Like uh, the relationship between Tom Atkins' character, Daniel Chalice, and uh, Stacey Nelkin's Ellie Grimbridge. Like how they just... Mm-hmm. Like the the very uncomfortable sex scene, I would say. Like because it, it's, 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 it's really it's long. It's Tom Atkins, though. True. Well, hey, hey, hey. I got oh, since we're on. I I didn't realize until you said it that he was in the fog last night because I haven't written my review yet because I had a friend over till way too late. Um, so I, I watched it, but I haven't wrote a review yet. So I haven't done like my IMDb digging and stuff. And I, th- I he looked familiar, but uh, I th- I think he has a mustache in uh, in this yes. in this. And so the 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 lack of mustache was like I'm like that guy looks familiar. Who is it? Um, but there's a scene <laughs> where you they, they don't. It's, it's like his alt uh, his. 
his superhero alter ego instead of wearing glasses. Yeah, he just takes them essentially. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill just did that. But I, I was he, he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis as a hitchhiker in the fog, and we cut to later on. We come back to them and they they're clearly having just had sex, laying in bed together, but uh, nothing's visible and you don't see the sex scene. And uh, he goes, let me ask you a question. And she's like, yeah. He's like, what's your name? And I died. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, you missed your opportunity. I must ask you a question. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I did. Um, I don't know if you said the uh, the stats, Mike, but this movie is not loved, right? No, it isn't yeah. loved. I did. They're, they're, they're horrible stats. Uh, 38 Metacritic, uh, 4.7 IMDb even, which – this is what I was hoping there would be other people like us who were just fond of this film, but um, yeah, and I love you sent the the joke on our a group chat a, a meme of uh, McDonald's silver shamrock shakes for Halloween, <laughs> and the rest <laughs> of the people in our group did not get it. <laughs> like, huh? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? They're like, huh? I'm like, it's not funny. I have to explain it. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's so great. Um, silver shamrock, and I, I I love the look of the masks in the movie. Like I think the masks look great, except for the giant silver shamrock logo on the back of it. <laughs> like it's just awful looking gaudy button. <laughs> it's like pseudo fake product placement. Yeah, it's it's such a large like it it would totally ruin any Halloween costume. It's like oh look at that pumpkin with the giant shamrock button on the back of it. What's that about? You know, like it uh, it's great, but. You know, there's it's it's there's something campy about it that's really really enjoyable, and so yeah, it made my list as well. So both Mike and I have Halloween three, season of the witch as our number four, which means I've seen one of Mike's movies so far, three to go. Um, Corey, we're back to you because oh we just knocked out our number four is pretty quick. What is your number three Halloween movie? Okay, so I actually started watching this movie today. And got about halfway through it to make sure that I wasn't misremembering. I um, am choosing 1999's Sleepy Hollow. So, Christina Ricci is on my list twice. I am so disappointed. (laughs) This was one of my movies that I couldn't confirm if it was on Halloween or not. Well, no, no, no. Because it's never said. But when he... um, So, here, let me do this. Um, You guys know I'm over Tim Burton. But I love this movie. Um, This... And I was... This may be a stretch, but uh, when Constable Crane arrives in Sleepy Hollow, the Van Burens are um, throwing a party. Katrina is playing a game called the Pickety Witch, and there are jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. Okay. Um, so it's never explicitly said, but – and also it's like short, gray, overcast fall days, and there are fall leaves everywhere. So fair enough. See, and if I'm not mistaken, if you if we look to the original uh, story of Ichabod Crane, not Sleepy Hollow, but like the the legend of Sleepy <laughs> Hollow, I believe that's set at Halloween, and that's why the, and the, that's when he comes back. And that's when he comes back. They never explicitly say it in the movie, and that was where my apprehension was. But I am fine <laughs> with it. I'm glad. I I almost went with it because I do love this movie. I actually think this is one of Burton's better movies. Um, and it's I I love oh, Dip yeah. in it. I think it's really innovative, um, and this was my, I think as a kid, my first encounter with Christopher Walken when I was aware oh of who was, he was. I, yes, and I love him so much as a mercenary in this film, with his pointed, vile horrifying, teeth. right? Like, yes. and he doesn't even, and how often his do you have hair? Walken in a movie and not have him talk? 
Like at the, all. That is a ballsy move, Tim Burton, to get the guy who's should, known for his dialogue. Had a, uh, had a nod I, to Tarantino and had a watch that he pulls out. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't. Um, oh gosh. Um, yeah. So that's my number three, 1999 Sleepy Hollow. Well, it's it's funny because we did kind of. I stole your thunder a little bit mentioning it with Christina Ricci earlier, and I did that. Because uh, I have it on my honorable mentions, and it's a movie that I again I think it belongs on my top five. Um, it just I didn't I could not and I like Googled specifically. I was trying to find anyone saying that that movie was set at Halloween, and I could not find anyone to do and it. This is going to sound so horrible, but it's one of the movies that I used to watch when I was like like eighteen, nineteen, twenty when I wanted to go to sleep. I don't know why. It does that. I know I go to sleep to some of the weirdest movies ever, but I love that about it. Well, you know, and like uh, even today, I was like started falling asleep watching it. This movie also gives uh, Casper Van Dien like one of his only other like leading type roles because. Oh yeah, um, is know, that the guy from? from um, Beetlejuice. No. No. Starship. No. Troopers? No. Starship Troopers. He's the lead yeah. in Starship Troopers. It's the young guy. It's her. It's I think he he tries to fight Ichabod. Oh, Johnny Rico. Rob. Johnny Rico. Yep. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, I think, is the guy you're thinking of. Um, from from, um, he's in. I'm pretty sure he's the dad in Beetlejuice, and um, also there's I think the other guy that's in a lot of Burton films. The 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 chubbier guy is in it as well. Um, and then I mean, there's there's the cast is pretty great. Uh, the the period the the clothing is awesome. Like the production of the movie is so fantastic. I, I really. Oh my god. It, the scene I love so much the scene where um, he's there when I think it's the magistrate. No, it's not the magistrate. I forget what his uh, role is in the town. But the headless horseman comes up and uh, Ichabod like falls on the ground and he the headless horseman like chops off his head and it goes flying and then rolls right between his legs and like stares up at him and yep. just ah I love yeah, it. There it there's so <laughs> many great little moments. Even I love. Um, how Ichabod is like trying to basically start forensics and yeah. and then like how he's not really equipped to be the one to start forensics like he doesn't have the stomach for it like he gets yeah. sick all the time he passes out like I love uh, this is actually it's one of my favorite Burton films and it's one of my favorite Johnny Depp performances I really do have a fond uh, a fondness for this film um, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater and I've um, I bought it uh, when I was working at FYE seven years ago or so and I've watched it at least twice on DVD since then, and, I, and if it's on TV, I'll usually watch it because I just really enjoy it. It's, it's a good and, Halloween movie, even if it wasn't set at Halloween. It's still it has the right vibe of Halloween. For anyone that does want to watch it, it is streaming on Netflix. Ah, great. Ah, okay, so I'll have, to, I'll have to watch it again. I, I didn't dislike it; I liked it quite a bit. Uh, just not enough to put on my list either. Honorable and, or five. They're totally saying that his mom it was like persecuted for being a witch, right? Ichabods? Yes. Probably. I don't I don't remember that particular plot point, but okay. But I I, I don't know, you don't like witch movies, so you should I, know. I've locked it out. I was like, nope, nope. This oh, has no, no witches in it. I, <laughs> no, actually, this is a witch. This that is kind of a spoiler, but we won't say how the witch plays a factor, but there, this doesn't in, integrate a witch into uh. the plot. Um, but it, this, so this is maybe an exception to that that list. And again, I, I'm not against witch films, but I do I do find them to be often the, the, exactly what you expect them to be. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's because I grew up with that movie Practical Magic coming out, and I just couldn't couldn't stand it. Ooh, 
that's mm. yeah. Oh, I want to rewatch Witches. I don't know if I've seen which. I've oh, seen the, Witches. Um, Angelica Witches, Houston. The, yeah, that one. I've not I loved that when it. I was a kid. It's. I've heard it's not really a kids movie, but I've, I've heard oh, it's really good. Well, that that's Corey's number three, Sleepy Hollow, which again should be on my top five, but it is not because I I I hedged. I was afraid it wasn't going to count. So. Curse me for not putting it. Uh, hopefully, I will not come back headless and on a horse. But let's go to Mike's number three. What if you get hexed by a witch? Oh no! <laughs> I'm like forced to podcast about witches exclusively. This is the all witch oh, podcast. Oh, that is very limiting. Well, okay. Let's. I'll, I'll go to my number three. Sorry. Um, so there are tons of werewolf films out there, Ooh. but only a few, it seems, are set during the Halloween season. My number three picks, Stephen King's Silver Bullet is one. And I love that movie. Oh, good. I'm glad we have this in common. I've never because seen I it. Because I just watched it again. You've never seen it. It is on... I didn't... I think it's on its Xfinity. I think it's on a demand right now. Mm. Go ahead. I I couldn't remember if it was like a made-for-movie like made no, film. It had a three, theatrical release, I believe. Uh, uh, you guys know I loved the Corys when I was a kid. I don't. Well, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, let's be honest, because okay? that's a point I'm going to make here. To be truthful, it never clicked with me that Megan Follows was the same person that played Anne of Green Gables in the classic Anne of Green Gables long ago. And that oh. possibly kind of underscored my affinity for it, because it certainly was not Gary Busey or Corey Haim that got me into the movie. Uh, it was her, Megan Follows, and the fact that Stephen King wrote oh my God. the novella, The Cycle of a Werewolf. What's up? You know what got me into it? That John Locke from Lost is in it. Terry yes, O'Quinn. Yes, yes. That, that was another point. There, lots of talent. That that was my next point. Lots of talents associated. Everett McGill, one of David Lynch's fe- frequent collaborators. He um, He's the um, – spoiler, he is the priest. Uh, but actually, oh. I'll leave it at that. Lawrence Tierney. Lawrence Tierney, uh, who I've forgotten was in this. And if you don't remember or recognize that name, think the boss – the big boss from Reservoir Dogs, Lawrence Tierney, was the barkeep in the show. Terry O'Quinn, with a lot more hair, uh, and long before he's he had the classic U-shaped pattern going on, but long before he played Lost in Lost, which he just caught, um, and then finally, I mean, there's a lot of names associated. Oh. Those are the big ones I'm remembering. Produced by Dino De Laurentiis. The fact, it's crazy, the werewolf suit, according to the trivia, the costume wasn't even ready to go when they began production. And part of that explains why the wolf and the werewolf is very kind of hidden and they don't really have them visible in a lot of the scenes. And I think that this is one of those cases where a less is more approach worked really well. Uh, This isn't going to be one that's going to win major awards. It just reminds me of the time when smaller horror could be. Well, I feel like it's coming back because there are some smaller horror films that are viable. And I think it's because production costs and then returns on those costs are really good. And uh, maybe this could be something that gets revisited and maybe kind of because there was quite a few divert divergences from the novella and the film, I guess, to try to kind of make it work a little more tightly. But, uh, it's also that's... a Stephen King adapted screenplay, like as in he wrote the screenplay. Yes. Which is not yes. always the case. So that's interesting. No, too. Correct. Yeah. Uh, 47% rotten on the tomatometer. 56% audience score, 26 meta score, uh, 6.4 IMDb score, 3.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Yeah, it doesn't get a whole lot of Although, love. Although, did you see the high score on the Metacritic? 
Like who gave uh, it the positive? No, Roger Ebert no, gave it a seventy-five. Ebert? Yes, he gave it. He, what? he really supported this one. Yeah, that's right. I read that. So that's a that's quite the recommendation. That's unexpected. Though. Yeah. So, um, because I was like, oh, twenty-six is kind of rough, but looking Ebert's giving it a seventy-five, I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, although you you did point out Gary Busey is not exactly bringing me in to the you know, me like um i think Morgan, i remember him playing that part well though yes he fit perfectly he's 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 the drunk uncle and he he ad-libbed i believe quite a bit of the, his dialogue and they just let him go with it and it worked really well oh cool well i'm 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 intrigued for sure i i'm actually i was thinking about uh apparently my brain just works in top five lists now because i was thinking like what are my top five werewolf movies um because we, <laughs> we've just watched a couple uh, we watched The Howling last week for Movie Club, and then American Werewolf in London I watched a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was like, things I really do, I like zombies the most, but I think werewolf's probably my second favorite, like, monster type. Um, and I haven't seen this one, I've, so I'm intrigued. I've mentioned it before, and in case I have you forgotten, I would recommend Dog Soldiers as well. See, I had that oh. on my list, and I just, I, I don't I don't think, I, I wasn't going to be able to fit it in, but now that you bring it back up, I might put it right back on my list to watch before the end of this month. So, Dog Soldiers, back on the list. Um, I really liked it. It, it. it worked for me. So, uh, and Corey, you, you have seen Silver Bullet? Oh, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I think you would I've like been, it as an adult too. I, I've been wanting to rewatch it, um, but I don't know where I can rewatch it. It's my. Uh, I might be able to get Xfinity, my wife to watch. My wife. Because uh, Corey Haim. Ah, yep. okay. And it's really not that gru- well. Um, probably one of the more gruesome parts. There is a murder of a child, and I, oh. I have a difficult time with that. However, it is not shown. It is alluded to. You know that it's a tough thing. Um, they, Considering it's a horror movie, I felt that it was done more tastefully than not, as opposed to the the part in High Tension. I don't know if you've seen High Tension. That was where that was my point, I, and and I couldn't get past that in High Tension. Well, my wife, so I do. I, she definitely uh, would be. That is a subject that bothers her greatly. However, she made it uh, through. Yeah. She made it through Train Spotting. So. Um, oh dang! Yeah, and that was that was a that. lot more graphic. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know, but I mean, done in, what you just described is done in, yeah, definitely. So it, it, it's total. It's done off screen. The basically the parent comes in asking if anyone's seen his son, and oh. everything else is alluded to. You don't see. You see the parent's reaction as to what happens, but you don't see what had happened. Got so, it. I mean, for what it's worth, I don't know if that. Well, that that's a different. That's always a tough. That's like the tab. That's like the, the taboo and a lot of horror. Yeah. Well. Uh. The, yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's one of the reasons it is getting so much publicity this year. Um. Was because they they show children being hurt. You know, young people being mm-hmm. injured mm-hmm. like full out, and it's uh it got a lot of buzz because of that. Well, um, that leads to my number three, um, and mine is is. Featuring a character um, in this year, in 2017, a movie called A Ghost Story came out that depicts mm. a man wearing a sheet as a mm. ghost, which was a big deal. Like People were like, oh, that's not how we do. We don't usually show ghosts that way. Well, that happened I loved it. in a movie a long time ago, um, and it's called E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh. Um, who, <laughs> uh, he rocks the, the sheet ghost on Halloween, and it's 
Uh, it's such an important part of the movie. Um, you know, and while the whole film is not a Halloween movie, um, that that moment is is one that always stuck with me. In fact, I even have a little figurine of E.T. wearing the ghost sheet um, on my shelf over here because we, we, we buy those stupid little, like, packs of, like, random figures that you don't know what you're going to get at stores of, like, all the different movie stuff. Like, my wife, my daughter, and I all like to buy these stupid little collectible figures and... At one point, Target had these ET packs. It was you, you know, a sealed pack. You can't see which figure it is, and there's like six possible figures, and they were on sale for like a dollar, which they're usually like five or six bucks to buy these little oh, wow. packages. And so I was like, let's get a couple. And one of the ones we got was the ET and the Ghost, and I was super stoked because I I have such fond memories of that moment. Um, and so while I'm looking through all the stuff, this movie popped up, and I'm like, you know what? I I have to have this on my list. I don't know if I've talked about ET, but I, I can't help but be a Spielberg fanboy. Like, I, I don't necessarily think he's the best director ever, but he's made some of my favorite movies, and E.T. is one that I've loved since I was a kid. I mean, I, I can name dozens, but, like, Jurassic Park is, is clearly... Jaws has become one of my favorite films. But E.T. is always, since I was super young, probably too young, because I, I showed this to my daughter when she was very young and was appalled at some of the language in this movie. Um, oh. did, she start, did she start calling people what Elliot called his brother? Penis breath? No, thank goodness. But, oh, no. You would be mortified, but you uh, would you not laugh. Yeah, but this is uh, the, the, pre, the pre-PG-13 uh, rating system, so this was uh, it got a PG rating. Um <laughs> It would definitely, I feel like, get the PG-13 rating now. but And they, and they had guns instead of walkie-talkies. Yes, which they then, you know, CG'd oh, out. But um, I did, they? yeah, they, there's a version yeah. of the film where it's, they're walkie-talkies instead of guns, uh, the, the police agent. I haven't since I was a kid. It depends okay. on which version you watch. I don't know. They just did the, the 40th, no, 30th anniversary Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, I haven't watched it. I do have it. I have not watched it since I got it. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that is the original... Uh, edit of the film but i don't know but um it's hard to to talk about a a movie with halloween in it and not mention et though because it is such a great scene um in the film and even like we get some pov where we're looking through the sheet uh a a la halloween even you know where we're looking through the mask so um yeah that's my pick et the extraterrestrial from 1982 You all have probably gone through most of my honorable mentions. That's funny. Uh, there's one or, two, <laughs> one or two that I haven't mentioned. That if you oh. mention, I'll be very surprised. I, I mentioned Spielberg, but I should mention, of course, young Drew Barrymore, uh, who's in two of my picks now because yep. she's in Donnie Darko. Um, oh. And uh, Dee Wallace, and who mm. is the mom. But the reason I bring her up is because Corey and I just watched The Howling. And, she's oh, and the she annoyed lead. the heck out of yeah. me. And me. <laughs> we, did not God, like, we did not like Karen oh. or Dee Wallace. Okay. In- Mike tried to tell I, I us. I yeah. He did try to tell us. You didn't, it you didn't tell late. us how rapey that movie got. <laughs> yeah. No, well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like. Uh, maybe I just. Uh, maybe I wasn't. I don't, know. I don't know. It was just all around not very good. And I know that's a beloved it's it's werewolf I, film and it's that I thing man like it. i don't understand why but i'm noticing that with quite a few horror movies that we've watched i just don't understand mm-hmm. but i also it does for me what phantasm did for you all yeah yep uh, well to be fair it did to us too neither of us liked the howling yeah. uh, <laughs> i i liked yeah. it a little more than Corey, and i mainly just cause I, I thought the uh the practical effects of the transformation were pretty awesome. Even though I thought they were cheesy was, as heck. Was Tom Atkins the husband? 
Um, oh, dang, I think you're yeah, right. I don't think so. Hold on, I'm double checking here. I don't I believe it. I say it that. is. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's not. No, it's uh, Bill is her husband in the movie, and it's played by okay. Christopher Stone. <clears throat> okay, okay. But okay. there is a similar build and look to them, so you're not far off. Um, okay. And I think like, we can't get Tom Atkins, so let's get someone. Someone who's similar <laughs> but not as good. Yeah, and put a mustache on him. And then make sure we get Slim Pickens. I really like that. Uh, <laughs> I really like that. Um, oh, Doctor Strange love oh, movie. All right, yeah. You know, Joe Dante is—he's beloved by many, and sometimes I'm not sure why. And other times yes, I remember. Uh, well, without without this one, we wouldn't have right, exactly Gremlins. Gremlins. So, all right, that was my number three. Let's go to Corey's numero dos. And in case you don't Which... speak Spanish, number two. Oh gosh, that takes I thought you Spanish. were talking about disc operating system. Ah. Oh. I believe that's um, it Well, anyways, you guys were <laughs> hating on my second, my number two earlier. Um, and I have been wanting to watch it for a long time, but I just wouldn't buy it. And I braved Walmart. You guys know how I feel about Walmart. Um, to go pick it up on Blu-ray. And it comes with the DVD ah. version for $10 hairs. Um, I got Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Pocus Pocus from 1993. Um, Is it really that old? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, Was that the Auburndale Drive-In? I'm sorry to jump in. No, you're fine. When it originally came out? Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep at it. it. Oh, Mike. Um, You guys know I like Bette Midler, and I would love to see her. I would love to see her sing live. Um, Kathy... Najimi, Najimi, I can't pronounce that. Sarah Jessica Parker, Baby Thora Birch, and John. It has Doug Jones as Zombie Billy Butcherson. Really? Wow. Yes. That dude gets cast in anything they can put a costume Everything. on. Everything. Um, yes. I didn't realize he was the the zombie in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize until I was. I don't. I've been wanting to watch it for a while, and I was reading up on it the other day. I was afraid that I wouldn't love it as much as I used to, and I didn't realize that that was him in it either. Um, but the film takes place on Halloween in 1693 and Halloween 1993 when the scissors are, sisters are resurrected. Um, I love how the whole town. Um, it does take place in Salem, Massachusetts. Is so into the lore of the sisters yeah yeah i i love it i i'm surprised how much i don't like this movie given that i was only 11 when it came out it seems like this would have been you know something i would have saw as a kid i don't think i saw it in theater i i man i am really shocked that it's that old like i kind of in my head i always assumed i was a high school kid when it came out and that's why i was so dismissive of it now i'm just (laughs) even more surprised i well, like, I was watching it yesterday or last night, and Bill came in, and there's a part that is, there's a pretty risque joke in it, and I had forgotten that this is a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, <laughs> and Bill just kind of died, but. Well, you know, there uh, this year at the, we have a Halloween store, I don't know how, it's, Spencer's owns it called Spirit, and um I I know they're nationwide. I don't know if there's one in your area or not, Corey. But uh, there is. They they have the Hocus Pocus costumes this year, like a full, what? like fancy dresses, and they even have a Billy zombie mask. Um, so like I don't know what made that all of a sudden this year because I've never seen them do it before. Um, 
and it's no, it, it's not the anniversary or anything, but no, uh, Disney is talking about rebooting this. Um, Please don't. Well, they originally were saying it was going to be a sequel, and then more information came out saying that it was going to be a straight to Disney TV uh, remake of the movie. And hey. that, yeah, a lot of people made that sound. Um, just like, ooh, uh, a sequel, we're already pushing it. But why remake it? You already have it. People still love it. Yeah. It, it, just show it that. Has... Like, it's already your movie, Disney. Why make another one? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, so many people Disney's do love mentality. it. Yeah. Or uh, thankfully, it was live action to begin with. But um, I love the scene where Bette Midler sings like, <laughs> a spell on animated. you. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do. They're gonna do the opposite. Um, and then a few years ago, when Kathy Taylor and I went to, uh, we went to Disney, and it was when I was home visiting, and it was in October. There were three women that were dressed as the Sanderson sisters, and they just looked amazing. They probably made those costumes, though. Yeah, probably. But the dresses at um, Spirit look legit. Like they look really fancy. They don't look. I don't. I have, like five hundred dollars. I haven't seen the price, and I'm sure they are not cheap. Um, I also didn't realize Thora Birch was in this though until until talking about it with you now. So Doug Jones and Thora Birch are people that I would say I'm fans of, um, and didn't know they were in Hocus Pocus. But and I'm not like I don't dislike Bette Midler. I don't dislike Sarah Jessica Parker, but I also am not like a fan of either. Um, to where I need to see a movie by them. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, all I remember, I think, when as a kid seeing the commercial and Sarah Jessica Parker's part where she's like, amuck, 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 and I, I hated that, and I still hate that. Like, the whole, that people think it's funny when she says the whole running amuck joke, I'm just like, come on, really? Like, it's so obnoxious. It, it's not at all. And that's, I think, part of what I didn't like. Is like, they played, like, dumb, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't find that funny, Um, at least not in the context that I've seen it. Ain't nothing you hate more than a dumb witch. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a rap song. Um, <laughs> yeah, boy. It, uh, it does have a 6.7 IMDb user score. I don't see the Rotten Tomato or anything, but um, oh, yeah. let's see. Let me dig up Cinesift. I will check and see what it's, they say. It's one that my wife and daughter both love, and uh, obviously you do too, Corey. So it, it, it's I would say Mike and I are definitely in the minority um, from people I know, but uh, yeah, I don't like it either. So. I want to say that this was a double feature at the at the drive-in with Aladdin. Oh. Uh, and Aladdin was obviously great. Um, and so how can you follow that up? And I fell asleep. Um, that's what I want to say. So let's see. 30% tomatometer, 70% audience. That is really a big difference. 6.6 IMDb, 63, which I, I'd have to do math for the letterboxed. Um, so overall, it's about halfway. The audience really liked it. Hmm. I don't yep. see a Metacritic score, though. Yeah, they don't have one, so I'm not sure why that is. Um, but there you go. That's Corey's number two, Hocus Pocus. Uh, but here's, see, here, and this is where Burke and I lie. The quote at the end, the little tag at the end. Harmlessly hokey, yet never much more than mediocre. Hocus Pocus <laughs> is a muddled, family-friendly effort that fails to live up to the talents of its impressive cast. Sorry. That's how... Yep, that sounds about right. I, I, and of course, it does the the um, effects don't really hold up. The talking cat looks pretty bad. From, really bad. From Factory what, Binks. Yeah, so I mean, it's ninety three to be fair, but still, it, it it doesn't hold up well. Um, but again, it seems like people love it more now than they did when it came out. So, go figure. Oh yeah, I was reading about that. It didn't have um, 
very much success when it first came out. Yep. And I, I don't get it, but there you go. Uh, let's go to Mike's number two. Speaking of werewolf films, which you oh. just talked about, another werewolf film makes its appearance on my list, which is odd considering the fact that I mentioned that there are not that many films that meet the criteria we were going for. Maybe I'm just wrong overall. I don't think so, but in this case, I am. Uh, this one's 2001's Ginger Snaps, a happy accident discovery that is very likely what uh, Wes Craven's Cursed should have been. But I'll be honest, uh, Chris holds a special place in my heart, despite it not being very good. Uh, Canadian produced, it was probably overlooked with regards to post-Columbine. This film caused a controversy I wasn't aware of, but uh, the teenage violence in it was, it it actually hindered some funding and distribution things for it, and so that probably got hurt it. Uh, for a film that had a mere 4.5 million budget, I feel it's really well done. The subsequent sequels are fair, but it's possible I need to give them another chance at some point. Uh, it, what was I going to say? I've lost my train of Did thought. Did you say the name it, of this movie? Ginger Snap. Did I not oh, say oh, Ginger Snap? I, I must have missed it. I, I was like, I'm like, wait, did uh, he say it? Uh, if I didn't, I will say it again. Ginger Snaps. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you probably should. Its scores are 89% fresh, 78% audience rating, 6.8 IMDb score, 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I don't know if I had a meta score on it. I don't think I saw one, or I would have put it on there. But Ginger Snaps from 2001. I um, actually was trying to watch this one, too, yesterday. Um, because I saw it when, in my research for movies at Halloween, and I was like, I'd watch that, because um, I am, again, I like werewolves. So, uh, And it had positive scores, like you just said, so I was like, okay, well, I'm in. And again, it was not streaming anywhere that I could find. And in fact, I couldn't even rent digitally. Uh, it was not available oh. digitally on any platform for wow. some reason. Um, Weird. Yes, uh, so I don't know what's going on. It happens from time to time where there's just a movie that has slipped through the cracks, uh, the owners, the distribution company has not put it on anything. It's not on Amazon to rent. It wasn't on iTunes, at least not when I looked. Um, I didn't go farther than just – I use a, a similar site. Uh, in fact, Letterbox has a, a feature, um, if you're a pro member, where it will tell you where you can watch it. And it's been pretty spot on every time I've used it. And Ginger Snaps was only available from <coughs> DVD.com. And I was like, okay, well – that's not going to cut it for today. So I uh, didn't get to watch it before the, this episode. I didn't realize there were sequels, and they're they're showing at the bottom. I'm like, ooh, those look bad. But um, I the the reviews were positive enough. Uh, I'm definitely in, in to watch it. Um, and it's very that interesting really that it's high up on your list. That's really interesting. This, the two sequels seem to be available on Amazon Video, but not the original. That's so weird. That's some, it's, the, it's the legal stuff, man. Somebody has rights to something that they're not letting it out um, would be my guess. You know, It could be a song that's on it. It could be uh, a dispute about like royalties or something. I mean, that's uh, the business side of there, the industry. There is a Cradle of Filth song, and I can totally see that. See? That could be what it is. It could be a simple something as simple as a song that's in the film that's it, keeping it from It really me. got me through a dark time. Yeah, <laughs> man, the IT crowd has been so relevant in my life over the last like four or five months. It's funny. Um, all right, so I, like I get a master's in IT, and then all of a sudden, like the IT crowd is just like everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, Cor- Corey, have you seen Ginger Snaps? I haven't. I know that it's 
you know, has quite the fan base. Well, I didn't realize it was about werewolves. I didn't until yesterday. That's one of the things that um, because I had a list of movies that I'd never seen. Um, I kept seeing on different other people's like, you know, top 25 movies about Halloween or 50 movies or there was a Wikipedia page that just had all movies set at Halloween. And that was one of them I kept seeing. So I was like, what is this? I don't I don't really know what it is. And then I started reading. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'd watch that. And it wasn't it was not. I mean, to be. I mean, it sounds like a, a movie about cookies, but yeah, or like or redheads. Definitely redheads oh, red. was my thought. But, <laughs> I, thought um, I guess that's where my predilections lies. Food, I guess. Well, that leads to my number two then, since Corey hasn't seen it either, um, and I definitely have missed my uh, my four for my I'm missing. Yeah. Um, my number two is Corey's number. I don't remember what number of yours was. It might have been five. Four. Four. Halloween. Oh, that's right. We we all had Halloween movies, but Mike and I had number three. But my number two is John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978 um, because it's it's the name Halloween. Like, how can you not have it on the list? Um, I am. I've become, I think, more of a fan of John Carpenter since I've been watching so many movies over the last year and a half. Um, I, especially I've come to appreciate his his score. Um, and the fact that he does his score, like I, it's such a rare thing for the director to also score their movies. Um, and even movies he doesn't direct, like Halloween 3, he still did the score. Uh, and I really have come to appreciate the man's score, um, scoring capabilities, I guess I should to, to say the least. But the first one, it's, it's such an iconic film. You know, you have Mike Myers, um, who has become in my house of a, a, a running uh not a joke about himself but my wife is terrified of michael myers like can't i can't even like depict him in any way um like if i i <laughs> if i left the movie box sitting out or something she would be mad at me kind of thing like it's it's that much of a she does not care for the the look of it which i'm just like can you watch star trek and uh because i'm like you're just looking at bleach william shatner but okay um but he he genuinely bothers her and so it's a movie that uh, I, I I really like. And it, honestly, as bad as some of the sequels are, I still enjoy watching them. Um, like I like the I can't I don't remember which one Paul Rudd shows up in if it's four or five, but I like it uh, despite it being awful. I can't help not I, I I don't know that I've seen a Paul Rudd movie that I can't at least enjoy him in. Um, so I I a fan of the franchise and it all starts here. So um. I watched it last year uh, with my daughter for the first time, and uh, still I enjoyed it very much. I need to rewatch the second one. I think I've only seen the second one once, and I really need to rewatch it now. Um, but I, I have not had. I did not make the room for it this year to watch it during Halloween. Uh, something I'll probably remedy next year. I'll watch both one and two, and maybe three again, um, just for that weird odd continuity. It's like one, two, and no, no, nothing to do with the previous two films and number just three. Just kidding. Yeah, uh, but. Um, I I just I I kind of was gonna leave this off because it's such an obvious pick, um, or I could have gone like with a re- a weird curveball and done Rob Zombie's Halloween and got eggs thrown at me by people, but <laughs> oh uh, no! I opted to to stay with the the classic, the true one, the Jamie Lee Curtis starring uh, John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978, my number two, and for all the same reasons Corey said, uh, it does have a 78 Metacritic. Um, awesome score and an iconic uh, monster for me. Like when I think horror movie monsters coming from my childhood, it was always Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers. So, um, sorry, Leatherface, you were not one I was aware of as a kid. So, 
Not to say he's not deserving, but as a kid, I did not know of his existence. It was those three um, that that scared me. Although, to be fair, Jason is my favorite of the three that I just listed. So, can you play the song and it have? A, does that bother her? Oh yeah, yeah, totally bothers her. Um, oh no! So what you're saying is that should be your ringtone. No, I would be. Can you? You'd probably get hurt. What if you sped it up like Alvin and the Chipmunks? No, she still hate it. Um, Oh yeah, no, she she definitely. Uh, my we have a friend um, who used to torment her with the song uh, during this time of year. He would have it as his ringtone, and he would just, you know, we would be sitting and he would just play it. Because um, he, he. What if you get a bleached Paul Rudd mask? <laughs> that, I mean, I don't know if you can get a Paul Rudd mask, but <laughs> um. Yeah, who knows? Uh, she probably wouldn't get that reference, to be honest. Uh, I don't. That's why I was so surprised that she likes the. Th- well, I don't think she likes the third one. She she is convinced there is another movie that involves masks and melting of faces that isn't Halloween three. Um, I I can't find anything that to to prove that because we she suggested Halloween three. Um, first confirming she's like Michael Myers isn't in that one. I'm like correct, Michael Myers is not in that one. And I was like, well, that's not true. At some point, is, you see it on the TV. Flashes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're watching Halloween two, I think, or no, they're watching the first one. Um, at some point in the movie, uh, but other than that, and she's like, "Okay, well, let's watch that." And we watched it. She's like, "This isn't the movie I thought." And I'll tell you, I think it's—I don't think it's Mike Myers that scares her. I think it's John Carpenter's score because the, the, when the music kicked in at the beginning of Halloween season uh, three, season of the witch, she was like, "I don't want to watch this." I'm like, "You come on, I just rented it because you wanted to watch it. Like I paid." Five bucks to watch this. We're watching it like it's happening. Um, it. Or three bucks, whatever the rental fee was for it. But, you know, I'm like, mm, we're, we're watching it now. You already met, you've committed. You're, wa- you're watching it for as long as the rental period allows. Yes, 48 hours. hours. <laughs> we're cycling it uh, until it's over. But, all right, that's my number two. We don't need to keep blubbering on. Let's get to uh, the number one part of our list, folks. Corey, what is your number one Halloween movie? I tried to recycle as little as possible on this list, um, but I couldn't leave this one off because I'm a total fangirl for this director, as is John. It is 2007's Murder Party, directed by Jeremy oh, Saulnier. Oh, man, I didn't even think of this one. <laughs> I am so disappointed. As soon as I like, so, read, in a, I was just like, boom, Murder Party. Wait a minute. John's a fangirl? I, I'm a fangirl. I'm a fangirl for Saulnier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just We're making buttons. We keep talking about I need to get a button machine. Um, Christopher, the main character, finds an invitation to a Halloween party on the street and God. decides to go. Unfortunately for him, he was lured there to be murdered by a group of art students. Um, I've said this when I talked about it before. The premise is ridiculous. It's hilarious. I Macon Blair is in this film as a character named Macon. Um, yeah. So... Um, I just I love this movie so much, and um, I think that this was the third film by him that I watched, and this was his directorial debut. Yeah. Um, I'm just such a fan. And I I watched his movies in reverse order. I saw Green Room first, then Blue Ruin, and then Murder Party. Um, and I am so mad at myself for not thinking of this movie. This totally needs to be on my list. Um, I I. It's so great. Like, there's so many great little because it's it's got such a dark sense of humor. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I am I am definitely a fan of his style. His uh, his practical effects. Um, he's he's a he's still into that. He still likes to have these 
visceral practical effects when people get hurt and it's and not you, it's not over the top like you know old school 80s horror where there's just buckets of goo and blood squirting everywhere but it is uh when it happens it is hard to watch and it looks so real in all three of his movies like there's they're not all horror like i this is definitely a horror film i would say but uh the other two Thriller. I would say Blue would Ruins, not thriller. horror, but Thriller for sure. Green Room, I've heard people classify as a horror film. Um, I would say Thriller as well, but I could see it. I could see it being a horror movie um, for sure. There's at least some of the kills in it are definitely horror movie esque, um, but they're so visceral and so brutal. And Murder Party adds this weird comedic tone that is so great. And it, it, there's even some little commentary about the the film school community almost you know um yeah. that artistic like pretentiousness of uh trying to one up each other and steal each other's ideas and um everyone stabbing everyone in the back like it's 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 great it's such a good movie and i man i am so bummed that i didn't think about this movie cuz this was, i did not we going to have overlap yeah we should have cuz this movie's great and it's definitely um it's at Halloween. That's like it's one of the best parts about it. And I love that he comes into the night, like the aluminum foil night <laughs> is so great. I love it. He did such a good job on his costume. He did, and it's um, so sad because he was like, "Oh, a party! I get to go something." And yeah, nope, he was such a nice guy. I know. Dang it! Clearly, he hadn't yeah. watched that one movie where the one guy gets the invitation from someone that's dead and gets himself into a very similarly murderous situation i thought you were gonna say that movie the invitation where the guy gets the invitation from his ex-wife no i, I want to say 13 and i forget the word it, it was made as a porn film and then remade in, in 13 tesmetti yes yep that's a good movie i saw that on movie last year the original not the yeah. american remake the original is yeah. fantastic the remix garbage same director which though is, can you believe that yeah which is crazy <laughs> it is, is so crazy. crazy so just know any of you listeners that you know don't just grab an invitation off the street it's just bad yeah. it, it'll end in, in tears and blood yeah 13 says Medi, i think is maybe even worse than what happens in murder because <laughs> like, <'cause> like <laughs> in murder party there's there's actually like part of them really don't want to be in they don't want to do what they're there to do as much as they're like they're trying to act like they want to do it. you know like they're trying to put on airs that they're this you know existential artist that blood but most of them are really thinking that it's not going to happen um, but then it, things go wrong, and it's crazy. But man, that movie's so good. I need to rewatch that. Um, all right. Yeah. I need good to pick, too. Corey. I, I am. Well. I am. I think that's the most upset I've ever been for leaving a movie off of my list. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like, and man, I'm gonna take everybody... that as a compliment. Yes, and it is. That, that not everybody will, will know, and they yeah. they should. And I, because... when I watched it, I don't think that I don't even think that it was available to rent through Amazon. I could be wrong about that. I had I'm... to buy it on DVD. I yeah. think now you can rent it, but it's only seven bucks. And if you like black comedy or if you've watched his other films and you've liked them, definitely pick this one up. It's I, so I good. I bought it digitally. And um, I, I think I bought it on Amazon, though. It wasn't on Vudu. But thanks to Movies Anywhere, it's now on all of my accounts. And it made me very happy because I hated, I hated having like – I had like 10 movies on Amazon. And then I had like – Maybe twenty something Wait. on iTunes that I had bought like before I had vo- before Voodoo was a thing even I think, um, and then I had most of my stuff on Voodoo and then Movies Anywhere now has basically merged all of my libraries and I can watch them on any of those devices, and I don't I'm not they're not a sponsor but man if that continues I am so happy that it's like the best thing ever 
um, being able to use one you know one service to watch my movies on all of it because I have I have iPads I have an Apple TV I have a Fire Stick I have an Xbox that has an Amazon app and a Vudu app and Vudu limits like how many devices you can have it logged in on this solves that yeah. problem so much um, sorry to to go crazy about it but I really really like it so that's so wait a minute does that mean which service I don't, I'm not, I don't quite understand it, so I want to understand it a little better. Well, it started uh, – this is relevant. If you like movies and you were considering digital libraries, uh, about a year to two years ago, Disney started Disney's Disney's Movies Anywhere. So you would create a Disney Movies Anywhere account, and whenever you bought a Disney movie, you'd have a code, and you would go to the website for Disney Movies Anywhere and put the code in. And then on that website, you've you've – linked it to your other account. So you've linked it to your iTunes account, you've linked it to a Vudu account, you've linked it to your Amazon account, and whatever movies you had on your Disney account will show up on those services, right? Hmm. Um, so Disney, was the that by far, was the best service. Now, Ultraviolet was supposed to be similar, but Ultraviolet was not being used by iTunes and it was not being used by Amazon. So there were much more, with the exception of Vudu, that's owned by Walmart, most of the other Ultraviolet apps that you could link to were kind of jank and not so popular. Um out of nowhere, like within, I heard about it two weeks ago, uh, that Universal, Fox, Sony, I think Warner Brothers, and one or two other major studios were buying Disney's Movies Anywhere product and putting their movie library in a new app called Movies Anywhere. So Disney no longer has Disney's Movies Anywhere. They're in- integrated into Movies Anywhere and then uh, all those other platforms. So once you connect your account to it, once you create your Movies Anywhere account and link to your like iTunes account, link to your Amazon account, link to your Vudu, and also your Google Play account, all of your movies from any of those that you own from one of those studios, so it has to be one of those like studios that are a part of this, have now synced, and you have them on all of those platforms. So I can log into my Amazon account, and there's all of my digital movie library that are, again, part of those major studios, which is a big chunk of my library, believe it or not. Um, all the stuff I had on iTunes that was not on my Vudu is now on my Vudu, except for a few movies that aren't part of it. Unfortunately, the Indiana Jones movies that are on my iTunes account, not syncing over, and that's really disappointing because, I, again, hmm. iTunes requires only like Apple TV or iPad or Mac to watch them on. And that's why I can't get into Apple. That's always I... been Apple's MO, though. They are all about being yeah. proprietary. Um, so you just have to – you're either one of them or not. So, <laughs> um, And I'm not. And having just watched uh, Evil Dead today, it's like, join us, join us. Like, oh no, Apple. Um, all right, <laughs> going back to, away from that though, uh, and getting into Mike's number one. Um, Corey had Murder Party, which was such such a great pick. Mike, what is your number one Halloween movie? Well, now I feel like like hers pick was better, but I'm going with mine. Oh, no. It's still my number one pick. <laughs> I feel uh, like a winner. Oh, good. I'm glad I can be the loser. <laughs> Okay. As mentioned earlier, anthologies are tricky affairs, and when they fail, they do so spectacularly. VHS from 2012 isn't what I would call high cinema. It certainly works for what it is. And in this case, I include a VHS because there is a segment specifically named 103198, and that fits in with the criteria we set for ourselves in this particular top five. All of the segments actually worked for me, and there were a couple that stuck out more than others, and it would have been something to have screened this at Sundance. Uh, supposedly, there's a story that two people fainted at the screening of it, which I gives it oh, wow. some sort of cred, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that's odd. At Sundance, really. Maybe they were just having a hard day. Rough night. 
So coming in at just shy of two hours, it does VHS doesn't really overstay its welcome unless, of course, you're not a horror fan, which begs the question as to why you'd even be watching this in the first place. Or listening, or, I mean, I don't want to alien non-horror film fans, but most of these are going to, you know, on our top five are horror. So yes. it's 55% rotten on the tomatometer, 41% audience score, 5.8 IMDb score. 55 Metascore, 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Not necessarily highest rated, but it's one of those. Because, uh, honestly, the found footage is tough to redo. We, we've been doing the 31 Days of Horror, and I gave Blair Witch the most recent one uh. a go, and it was uh, just as bad as it was the first time I saw it. So at least I stayed awake for this run. The last time I fell asleep about oh, 30 man. minutes in. I couldn't so. even finish it. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it I saw it in the theater, again, guys. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, I really wanted it to be good. Um, one, because I am a fan Same. of the Blair Witch Project. And two, uh, Adam Wingard is the director, right? And he uh, he keeps having misses. Um, you know, he had your next, and that's great. And then pretty much everything he's done since has been pretty much not loved, including the Death Note Netflix movie. Um, Oof. So, and I missed out on your next. I, it was on Netflix for a long time, but I missed yeah. out on it. Oh, I, that was suggested to me, and I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched it last year and really enjoyed it. So, um, But uh, I have not seen VHS. Um, it's, I've almost watched it twice this, this Halloween, um, and I, I think it's, it's kind of – it's not long, but I have been picking movies that are closer to 90 minutes more often. Um, which is one of the reasons I was able to watch Evil Dead one and two today because they're both under an hour, uh, under ninety minutes, um, which make them you know nice quick watches. And then I, after watching the first two, I really am itching to watch Army of Darkness, which I'm probably going to tomorrow, uh, <laughs> and that's also under ninety minutes. So you gotta love that about old school Sam Raimi stuff. Um, before he went like all Oz the Great and Powerful, uh, oh. but um, I, I, Corey, you are you a fan of VHS? If I'm not mistaken. I've never seen this one. Oh, I man. wanted to watch it because there's a second one, right? There, there is. are three total. There are three. Dang. VHS, VHS two, and uh, VHS viral. Mm, I think the are they still on Netflix? They are. I just double checked unless they got pulled now, just because I'm okay. Friend. I might give that a, a watch tonight. I've Ooh. been wanting to see them, but I'm super picky about anthologies, and they're like my favorite, so they can go downhill real fast. I don't feel like you're super picky about them. You watched Holidays and what was the one we watched? Double X, Triple X? Yeah, I. it was XX. XX. The, yes, uh, XX, the all-female. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as good as I was hoping. But those have aren't all like favorites. The ABCs of Death? I have not. No, I have that in my queue if it's still there. I think it's still on there. There's ABCs of Death and ABCs of Death 2. Isn't that with pro- like pretty prominent? Directors um, are like well known. Some of them are. Well, they go through the whole alphabet, uh, and it's some are tough to watch. Some are really interesting. Um, it, mm, I, I like it more than not, but it, it, it is uncomfortable like in some of them. Two minute micro movies. Yep. Yep. Oh dang. Okay. Yeah. Perfect for perfect viewing for Corey. I can't. Yeah. I can't be here anymore. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> she's she's got to go watch VHS. Um, yeah, on Steelbook. Yes. 
a digital steel book. But she's yeah. got a digital steel book cover for him. At one point five, she's going out there the and speed. making digital snow angels. Um, no. All right, so let's get into my number one, I guess. Um, my number one is not a Halloween movie, but it has a scene in, in ho- like at Halloween, and it might be one of the more iconic scenes in the film, and that's the Karate Kid from 1984. <laughs> uh, when we have Steve Zapka and the Cobra Kai guys dressed up as uh, skeletons. I mean, is there a more memorable scene than that? Not to mention that's when Miyagi comes to the rescue. Um, you know... And you kind of Daniel dresses a shower, as a as a shower. It's pretty clever. It is very clever. It's it's one of those things where like you would never think to make a costume like that, and it's like oh well that's that's pretty impressive. Um, and and then they you know they beat him up, and Miyagi saves him. It's such a, a key moment in that film, and it's honestly uh, as as much as I think Ralph Macchio can act, um, I still love the Karate Kid. Like I can't. We we've talked about this before. Unfortunately, it's one that's definitely been on my list before, and I know we've talked about it before, but it's a movie that I know Mike and I both, if it's on, we get suckered, sucked into it and we can't walk away or turn it off until it's over. It is a movie that has always had that for me. Um, I don't remember exactly how old I was when I saw it for the first time, but I, I've seen it for a long time. It's a movie that has always managed to, to come back, and I always watch it, and I, I love it still. So thinking Halloween moments, that one popped in my head. And I couldn't get it out, so it had to be number one. Um, I kind of wish it was Murder Party now, but I didn't want to change it last minute. So, Karate Kid Jeez, is Murder it. Party Envy. Murder Party Envy. That's a weird thing to I, say. I feel like you guys never are so impressed with my picks, so I'm totally basking in this. <laughs> That's It's one that um, it, it should have popped in my angels. head. She's making Steelbook Snow Angels in spite of us. Um, Hasn't even snowed yet. That's why they're made out of steel books. You're just laying in your steel books, <laughs> making angels. <laughs> I feel like I need to like. I don't even have Photoshop or know how to use Photoshop, but I feel like I need to go into my backyard and Photoshop a snow angel out of steel books. If you could get a picture of, uh, <laughs> I could do that in a heartbeat. So no problem. Um, <laughs> consider it done. Uh, but yeah, so uh, my that's our list this week, folks. Um, we before we go, we like to do honorable mentions. So Corey, do you have any honorable mentions? I do, I do, I do. The Changeling, which I left off because, well, mm-hmm. it's been on so many lists. Mean Girls. I know that you don't like Karen, but I love her. I'm a mouse, duh. And yeah. <laughs> um, he's not like my cousin. He's like my – I love that part. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, I grew up on Ernest, guys. My dad was a big fan. Yeah. And my favorite <laughs> was always Ernest Scared Stupid. I think that's the best. Uh, that and Saves Christmas, yeah. I think, are the best two Ernest movies. So. Um, or is it Saves Christmas? Right? It's Ernest uh, Saves Christmas. Um, so. those, those are the best of the Ernest films, which is not saying much. But nonetheless, uh, I considered putting that on my honorable mentions. I did leave it off. Um, but that's definitely uh, one that I saw a lot as a kid. That's all I got. Ah, sorry. Um, Mike, wh- what do you got? I'll go through mine. The only one that you all didn't mention already were um, – and. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses, not a classic, but it is set during the time period, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, pretty much the whole Halloween series, even, I suppose, including Rob, Zobby, Rob Zombie's versions, Adam's Family, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, and Donnie Darko. Very nice. Um, I had a couple that I'm not sure about. Uh, Paranorman, 
which is a Leica film, um, which does deal with witches, ironically enough. Uh, that is apparently a theme. Um, I feel like it's Halloween, but I could not find anywhere to confirm that. I think that would have been on my top five if I could have confirmed that it's taking place at Halloween. Um, I can't remember because it might be specific to that town that it was like the like like Fog, where it's the anniversary of the town. Um, that oh. that's triggering the events. It could be like that in Paranorman. I can't recall. Uh, I do. I've seen it a couple of times too. I just can't remember if it's Halloween or not. It's definitely atmospherically Halloween in the film, but I don't know if that's uh, accurate. Um, I had uh, Casper. I had Mean Girls. Um, Adam's Family Values, which I don't remember it actually being Halloween in that movie. Uh, but see, Adam's Family, it's always Halloween. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, another animated movie that, while it's predominantly at Christmas, it starts at Halloween. Um, a film I've only seen once, but I really liked it when I saw it. I don't know if it would hold up. That's Idle Hands from 1999. I love that movie too. And uh, a film that um, technically it's not Halloween, but it is The Crow. Um, The Crow is set Uh the day before Uh and then uh, deals with the the time period in it. I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. I am a big... I, I like Brandon Lee stuff, even Rapid Fire. I, I had like the, yeah, the, the VHS and I watched it all the time because there were some really great fight scenes in it. Um, cheesy moments for sure, but The Crow, such a great film and obviously the tragedy that, that fell and they are talking about remaking it, uh, which gets no, people pretty upset. No. Um, uh, did you ever watch, I think, it, I want to say it's big, not Big Trouble. Oh, what was it in Little Tokyo? Something in Little Tokyo. Uh, I don't I think I saw Big that Trouble one. in Little Tokyo. It's prior to Rapid Fire. It's pretty good, too, randomly. I would have totally checked that out. For what I, it is. For what it is. Yeah, because Rapid Fire 2 is not it's not the best movie or anything, but I, I did enjoy it when I was younger. I haven't watched it in years, but there were some really good fight scenes. I, I liked martial art movies a lot when I was a kid. That was kind of my favorite genre. Oh, to, to me, not to get too far off track, but in, in Rapid Fire, isn't that uh, where he's fighting the mobsters and he kicks out the one support beam and it all comes down like, whoa. Yeah, I'm pretty the, sure. I'm pretty sure that is. Uh, oh. But, showdown in little tokyo there you I go wanted to get that showdown in little tokyo I, I definitely did not see that one i need to check that one out though because i haven't i haven't watched rapid fire in a long time but i kind of want to watch it now um he, he's paired up with dolph lundgren in it Ooh, interesting and not necessarily a good way but uh, <laughs> there you go folks that is our top five halloween movies we would love to hear what your favorite movies with Halloween are, or if you want to chew Mike and I out for not liking Hocus Pocus or something, you may. Uh, you can Which reach out to should. us on at uh, email us at contact at burkreviews.com. That's contact at burkreviews.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at burkreviews. Corey? At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. Mike? And I'm at Server Mike, and I really love how she's... Um egging people on to give us some hate <laughs> yeah. for Hocus Pocus. I, mean, I get picked it. on a lot on this yeah, show. That's what it is. It's... We also we also do not make Steelbooks Snow Angels. So yes. you know, I didn't that. either. Mm-hmm. But you would. It's, you would. Corey makes it rain Steelbooks. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that's what I do. It's, it's how you roll. Uh, but we'll be back next week, folks, with a possibly slightly different format for an episode, something we're going to be trying out. Um, periodically but we i don't want to give away too many details just yet but do t- uh subscribe if you are using apple if you could give us a five-star review on itunes and uh tell your friends about us that really helps us to get new listeners and to spread the word about burke reviews um you can follow my writing on burkereviews.com i review films i'm getting into a little more editorial stuff 
And uh, sometimes Corey or Mike will write something. In fact, Corey has a piece going up this week on St. Vincent's new album, um, Mass Seduction. Is that right? Yes, I Mass remember. Seduction. Um, the cover is is makes me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I think it's supposed to. I, it, I feel like I'm doing something wrong when I'm looking at the cover. And I'm like, it's not. <laughs> no. I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear. Um, I'm not looking at that woman's butt, but I'm also looking at that woman's butt. Because uh, that's, that's all that's on the cover, man. She's wearing a leotard and tights, guys. It's, you make it yeah. sound like she's nude. I know, uh, but it's it's like because at first it, you don't it's see it. It's definitely provocative. And then you see it, like because it's it's the same. The rest of the album is just red, the same color as the tights. And so, like, you're just like, what's that? Oh, it's a butt. And like, like, yeah. I feel wrong for looking in that direction, but it's the only thing on the the uh, cover. And then that will be the picture on the cover of our article on it that will go out this week so there you go but folks why i don't know which part why am i uncomfortable i said but oh. why well i know what you said but i didn't know what the context was like why am i uncomfortable or why is that the thing on the it's cover that pun, though. but ah uh, i'm not getting the joke all right it's time for me to go to bed but apparently folks it, i'm the butt of all the jokes so with that uh Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week uh, for Movie Club this week. Corey and I are going to be watching Eraserhead by David Lynch, something that um, Mike has uh, asked us not to do uh, first. It's at not least. my first. It's it not is, my first. Technically, Lynch it's not my first either, but I don't know if Firewalk With Me counts. So um, that's what we're going to be diving into this week for Movie Club. So if you want to send us anything on that, same email address, contact at Burke Reviews. Thanks again. Guys, have a good evening. Good night. You too. Bye. Peace.